Forgotten Flicks remembers... From 1985. All right, so who needs music anyway? Um, let's go through the routine. Do you want to warm up first? Look, would you quit treating me like you're the star dancer and I'm some poor little clod you got stuck with? Not everyone needs to warm up. Yes, they do. Oh, excuse me. I forgot you were also the authority on warming up. Look, I don't know what's bugging you, but I think that we should talk about it. I said no. I'm not dancing with you until you calm down. What, are you threatening me now? I mean, that's what you're doing, right? Well, forget it. I'm sick of this whole thing anyway. God, you are so naive, Janie. You think we're going to win this thing? We're not going to win. We're only going to be in the stupid contest to make it look fair. But it's rigged. Everything's rigged. So what? You're just going to quit? I mean, just like that? Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? Get out of here. You make me sick. Thanks. I'll try and return the compliment someday. And welcome to Forgotten Flicks, where we remember the movies you grew up with. And if you're like my three guests tonight, you grew up with this movie. Girls just want to have fun. I am joined. Well, I probably should say I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm joined. <laughs> for, for, the, for those who are just listening, because usually we have people who are always new because the original listeners, they stop listening. Which you'll understand by the, you know, within the first next 10 minutes, probably. Uh, so, yes, I am joined tonight by the one, the only, the Maggie, Maggie Kruger. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Wonderful. I, I see you're still working on that accent. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. What do you think? Yeah, I, it, I, I, I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And, of course, we're also joined, Maggie. Mags, may I call you Mags? Yeah, you may, because your namesake's in this movie. I don't know if you picked that up. They actually said Mags. I know. Be. Okay, I know. <laughs> and we are joined by the also one and only Jesse Hutchinson. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Are you really? Are you yeah. Mr. Boogity excited? Mm, I can't say no. Okay. Not not that much. Okay. 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 That 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 one that one makes people pee a little, Mr. Boogity. <laughs> And then, of course, last and certainly not least, the one, the only, Terry East. And I did not mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> Hello, Joel. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are I, you? I, I'm doing all right. I feel like you and I, you and I go way back. Yeah, perhaps. A, we a, we a might snitch. have a little history. A little history. Yeah. So, yes, everyone, these three were brave enough to bring to the table this movie. Now, I know Terry was a fan. I didn't know that Mags and Jesse were fans. And I felt like, in a sense, this episode came together as sort of a, um, I don't know if you want to call it a, a needing to redeem myself <laughs> for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, interesting side note, notice Peter and Daryl aren't here. I'm taking... I'm taking the one, right? I'm the guy. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, Hell Comes to Frogtown, in case you didn't know, we covered that one a few episodes back. And uh, I think we concluded that if you appreciate, respect, or like women in any way, shape, or form, don't watch it. Uh, it starred the late Roddy Piper. Uh, yeah. It, I just go back and listen to that episode. It was something. It was something to behold. So because of that, though, you both came to the table and said, you know what? I think to make actually it was Jesse. Was it you that I don't know. initiated maybe. it? Maybe, maybe. It seems like something you would initiate that you said. <laughs> She's the ringleader. Yeah, She's really, the troublemaker. Really, really. That, that, you know, I think to make up for this Hell Comes to Frogtown stuff you you need to cover girls just want to have fun and you needed to dilute some of that testosterone yeah it really was it was really you're yeah. strong yeah <laughs> I, 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 I grew a third testicle and, and my wife was walking by the room and she grew a beard that's how much testosterone <laughs> was flowing out of it. <laughs> yeah. so yes we are doing this as, as a form of redemption okay to kind of kind of balance out the force as it were we're going to cover this motion picture now this, again, I told you guys this before we started, is your movie. I am not going to contribute a lot, which I wish to, it's debatable whether I ever do, but I'm just saying for this one, I'm not. I, I want this to be yours. So we'll go ahead and just go right at the top. I, I think, does, do either, any of you, either of you, yeah, because there's three of you, do any of you want to maybe do a quick synopsis? Does anybody, anybody feel prepared for that? Because if not, I'm going to read the one on Imdaba, and those are always entertaining. I mean, you could go as short as girl auditions for a dance TV show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she loves to dance. <laughs> well, she <laughs> makes that very clear. Loves to dance. Yes, that, that girl would be Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. And her best bud in the world is the I'm pretty confident she's a vampire, Helen Hunt. Because I swear <laughs> she to doesn't God. Age. It was freaky. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> like how <laughs> <laughs> not just her, not just her face. She obviously there's moments like certain angles. She has a little bit of more of a baby face, I guess. Although she was like twenty, what, twenty two, twenty three, I think when they made this. But but weren't they all teenagers, Joel? Oh sure, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and but yeah, twenty two sounds about right. Yeah, and, and yeah. she, but her voice, she has such a mature. Just her voice has like such. I, I'm going to use the most annoying, like overused word these days. But I'm using it, gravitas. Like she has this, you know, just this, this such a intelligent, you're just sounding like she sound. You know, she's freaking Helen Hunt, and it just blew me. I'm like, wow, good God, this movie's 30 years old, and she sounds and borderline looks exactly the same. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not saying anything about Miss Parker that she doesn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. <laughs> That's going to be this kind of show. All right. <laughs> Just saying. I, I will also say this, and I and I love how I started this off with, this is your show, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to really pipe in with too much. <laughs> I'm getting it out of the way early. So Sarah Jessica Parker, I, I'm not a huge fan of. Nothing personal. I just, I don't know something other than like square pegs. I just, not much that I'm a huge fan of. So, uh, although, no, I take that back. Wasn't she in Honeymoon in Vegas with... Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Cage. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I remember liking yeah. that movie a lot. And she was good in um, First Wives Club as well. And there, yeah, okay. I, I don't remember good. that movie as well, but I remember liking it. So we'll go with that. They show it all the time over here on uh, one of our film channels. So oh, really? I must have seen like the bits of it about twenty times okay. over the last eighteen months. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, I, I, I will say she was very likable in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like that really 
stood out to me that she was very likable. Yeah. So, and I think as far as other cast members, the main cast, I, I, I noticed uh, Joey Lawrence had a very hairy chest in this one because <laughs> <laughs> the love interest, I swear to God, I went, wait a minute. Joey Lawrence wasn't like 28 when he made in 85. Cause you didn't I, think that was like poor man's Jason Patrick? I, I, I felt like I, at any point I was ready for him to go, whoa. <laughs> there wasn't enough flannel for that. No, no. I guess not. Hey, did he not look like Joey Lawrence? Am I the only one who imagined that? No, you're right. Okay. Now I think about it, yeah, yeah. but you're ruining Lee Montgomery for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> and then Shannon Doherty. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the the kid sister uh, uh, affectionately known as Mags? <laughs> yeah. She dances with doorknobs. She dances with. Do- what do you mean she dances with doorknobs? She dances with the door. Yeah, remember again, she you breaks break it the again? door. Holy! Did I see the same movie? <laughs> really? It wasn't the scene. They were just recounting that. She yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. I truly don't remember that. Was that in the she movie? She dances with the door. <laughs> so when a boy asks her to dance, okay. she'll know what to do. Was I like taking like copious notes to the point where I literally missed? How, is this like a major part of the movie? Because I don't remember no, it's it. Just one scene. Okay, I trust you. I I truly don't remember that for some reason. It's it's been blocked out. A, a young <laughs> young pre weekend at Bernie's Jonathan Silverman. Yep, he's in. Mm-hmm. It. And I'm trying to think who was there was another top eighties dad Ed Lauter. Yes, yes, top eighties dad. <laughs> he was um, top eighties dad. <laughs> I feel like there's oh. I know what it was. There were two people behind the scenes of this movie. Their names jumped out at me. And I was like, wow. Okay. That's an interesting connection. Chuck mm-hmm. Russell is one of the producers. He directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the remake of The Blob, which I'm personally a fan of. And he, uh, I think Eraser, which was one of the later Schwarzenegger movies, and, and some other stuff. Rachel Talalay. She was, I think, associate producer on this. She went on to direct Tank Girl and uh, Freddy's Dead, the final oh. nightmare. Speaking of Zane, we were talking about Billy Zane earlier. His sister yeah. stars in that, Mags. See, there you go. So, so, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why they're, both their names jumped out at me. Now, this was a New World picture, and I know that was a Roger Corman company at some point, right? Yeah, that, so- that sounds right. I was actually meaning to uh, research that uh, a little bit more. But, yeah, I believe Corman... I don't know where he was at this point in the company's history. But. Yeah, I didn't know if he was still involved yeah. or not, but I, I, that jumped out at me. So uh, that was all the big sort of nuts and bolts aspects of this motion picture that uh, jumped out at me. So do you do you guys want to... I love that you keep calling it a motion picture and not actually classing it as a movie or a film. You're so disassociating yourself from it. Wow. I didn't think of that. Was that like a Freudian thing? Was that a... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, 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 I'm sorry. The, this, this cinematic marvel. <laughs> Let's start, since he was last introduced, we'll, we'll start off with Terry. I know he probably appreciates that so much. Terry, <laughs> when did you first see this movie? I ended up seeing it actually I can't remember what year of college it was uh my so I obviously came into this probably about 10 years after the movie came out and my what got me to see it in the first place is uh mad about you coming on television uh, I was one of many American males who became quite obsessed with Helen Hunt and it was just kind of weird even at that point cuz when the show first started you know, Helen Hunt was on on Mad About You, and then she did this little film, The Water Dance, 
And then she did Transfers 2 all right around the same time. Three kind of very different things. And I just, you know, really enjoyed all three of those for very different reasons. And from there on, it was just kind of seeking things out. And uh, one day I ended up at the local uh, Specs video and picked up a copy, you know, rented a copy of uh, girls just want to have fun. And that's where it started was seeing it there. The one at the mall. No, the one out by at the movie uh, theater. Yep. Yep. See again, Terry and I go way back. So, okay. So you came to this from a Helen hunt perspective. Exactly. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. So, uh, Mags. Yes. When, when did you first see this movie? Uh, on VHS, probably 86, 87. Okay. So I would have been, seven or eight okay. i think um and then just would always get it out from the um from the video store um and then eventually bought the copy from the video store and didn't see it for ages um and picked it up on dvd uh about six seven years ago now did you have to buy it because you had lost their copy and so you owed the money or is this a they just were selling it they were just selling it. Okay, all right. They were selling it, and um, and my sister and I wanted it, so we pulled our money and we bought it. <laughs> okay, all right. And, <laughs> and no, and, and as as a seven or eight year old little girl, I, I could see that because I could no. I mean, I'm not saying it is a like a crack. I'm being like <laughs> totally legit. I, I could no because I could see the first off, you got the older girls that are quote unquote teenagers mm-hmm. and yep. they're you know going on the dance show and they've got the dreamy boyfriend and i get totally uh-huh. i could totally see a tween well i guess you wouldn't really be a tween at that point but it's still mm-hmm. a, a, a young lass young. yes liking the motion picture so and i did it again didn't i <laughs> wow i think i call a lot of things motion pictures though i tried to get all fancy pants about it so jesse mm-hmm. when did you first see this movie it would be great if you went uh, last week <laughs> <laughs> that's why i want to hear what you think of it just no, somebody that no no oh, not, yeah at the end i will say so, right, i'll say right. my piece at the end i don't remember the exact year and i'm still trying to find pictures of it hopefully i can find them by the time we post this so i could send a picture along with it but um we rented it for my first sleepover birthday party nice. when i I think I was nine, so that would have been 1989. But I know I have one picture of all the girls in their sleeping bags staring at the TV, and you can see it on the TV. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and it's kind of cool to have that little snapshot from a yeah. specific memory in your in your life that connects to a movie that you know you love and you have all those feelings and memories about. Uh, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, definitely sh- share it in the Facebook group. I say since it's a picture filled with uh, minors, I, I would I, I would I would share it on the show notes of the show, but I'd have to like go into Photoshop and blur out everybody's face. So uh, I don't think you see anybody's faces because it's all of our backs looking at the TV. Oh, I was like from the back of your head, like over, like over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's actually really kind of an odd picture because it's like outside the window and it's. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's sort of like behind these bushes and <laughs> creeper. So 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 then all of you were fans came at it from different points in your life for different reasons, obviously. Huh? And although Terry would have been pretty awesome if you'd been like, well, I was seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think over. about that myself. Um, I mean, it 
wouldn't have been out of place. And I've kind of wondered if maybe I saw it when I was younger and just forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I, I saw like pretty, pretty and pink seemed to be the one I was going back to. I saw that pretty close to when it came out. Mm-hmm. So it, this, this movie wasn't completely out of my wheelhouse to, to, to have seen at that point. It just mm-hmm. was something that I didn't. Well, and, and I think, I don't know that it was, I don't really know enough about, the behind the scenes of it to know, but I presume it was a relatively lower budget movie and I don't know how it did financially, but lower it, budget. Did you see that final set? That's a good point. I'm, <laughs> oh, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> the rock wall in the background. I stand completely and utter. I, I figure just that brawl at the cotillion or whatever the hell that, <laughs> the, the, not the, the, the yacht club or whatever. Oh, love that scene. <laughs> so okay. oh yeah, when they busted the, the window, that was pretty great. I'm like, well, you guys had invitations. Couldn't you have just, never mind. So, <laughs> but, but yes, it, uh, um, I don't even know where the hell is going. With that. Oh yeah. The low budget. So I just, I think if it, do you guys, Terry, do you know uh, as far as how it did financially? I don't think it did very well. It's okay. certainly a movie that, had it not had the people involved with it becoming more successful later, I don't think, I mean, it, I would think by now they've recouped their money sure. at some point, sure. but uh, I think the reason why it has its longevity such as it is, is because people going back and seeing these earlier performances from these people. And I don't know if at at some point, whether here or later on, I, I kind of miss that honestly with movies. It seems like you don't have it doesn't seem as a natural progression it's like suddenly people are out there and then they're superstars there's no working your way up and seeing movies like this even though it's not you know always perfect in going through i like seeing early performances from uh you know, rising stars. Mm-hmm. It does seem like there's this always this push that the the next big thing, the next big person, because a lot of people obviously stay character actors, and they're uh, the the whole the guy who was in that thing or the gal who was in that thing, and people mm-hmm. recognize them. They're like, oh, I don't know them, but they don't. But how many? I, I mean, I guess time will tell, right? If ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, the next quote unquote Helen Hunt or Sarah Jessica Parker breaks out, and then you can go back and say, oh, she was you know working in the trenches mm-hmm. for less. 15 years because i mean i didn't realize helen hunt's friggin filmography went back to the early 70s man it was yeah. like guy was like really yeah yeah I, she's a child actress yeah i had no idea i knew she was in what? that quarterback princess which i always thought was one of her first movies <laughs> but yeah she was on an episode of bionic woman back in the 70s as a child actress was she in little uh, house in the prairie too uh i don't remember that but uh, it's it's possible it's possible yeah yeah so yeah, she her career went way back. So it's um the guy from it, Lee Montgomery. He was in um, uh, it was one of the rap films. Um, was it the oh scene? Ben Ben? Yeah, yeah, I saw that yeah. in his filmography. Yep. The, and, was um, that the sequel to Willard, the one that the Michael Jackson yeah. sang the song for? That's the Badger. Yeah. That's the Badger. <laughs> <laughs> I learned, it, what was your earlier one? Shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so many awesome new ways to cuss thanks to bags. All right. And, and so, yeah, he was in uh, Ben. And yes, he was also, oh, The Midnight Hour, which may or may not be part of this year's Spooky Flicks Fest. I'm not mm-hmm. saying. Burnt Offerings. I know. I will, yeah. 
total cheese. And Burnt Offerings, which is a – Burnt Offerings, isn't that the one with uh, Karen Black? And um, I'm trying to – I'm literally just pulling this out of my head. I think it was at Oliver Reed. He's the guy – or not. I'm sorry. What the hell's his name? Not Oliver. Oliver Reed. It was Oliver Reed. Okay, it was Oliver Reed then. And it's a haunted house movie, isn't that it? Uh, Am I thinking of a Anybody know burnt offerings? No clue. I'm I'm just. I'm 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 clicking on it then. Fine. I'm I'm looking at it. (laughs) It's a haunted house chiller. Oh oh, yeah, it was Dan Curtis, the guy who did Trilogy of Terror, directed it. It was like it's almost like of a made for TV. Was it? I don't think it was made for TV, but it has that vibe, that '70s made for TV horror movie vibe. So I remember liking it. It was kind of creepy. So he was in, in some pretty good stuff. Has he done anything major lately? Uh, according to IMDb, he has done nothing since. Hold on. Was it 88? Hold on. Yeah, it sounds about right. 88, Into yeah. the Fire. Wow. Yeah. But he did do an episode of Highway to Heaven. Well, of course. Who hasn't? <laughs> so, so Jesse. Mm-hmm. Jesse, we, we've established you saw this uh, at a sleepover. Mm-hmm. No nightmares, I, I assume. No. Okay. Did you watch it after that point? Did was this a movie that you would watch all the time, or is this one that you saw at that time and you haven't seen it since? No, I would occasionally see it. I would say it's like a five year movie. Okay, so every I'm good five for years. the next five years. It's like a booster shot. I'll be <laughs> up again in 2020. I'll okay. need to watch it. Okay. Okay. That's that makes sense. That actually makes sense. And, and Mags, how about you? Is this one that you? Well, obviously you bought the you bought the VHS, but did you say Thanks something? Like, but did you say that you lost it or couldn't find it or? No, um, just didn't have a. Well, I went off to college and my sister had it, um, so I didn't see it for a good five six years. And then um, since getting it on DVD, I've watched it once or twice a year. Okay, <laughs> so I, I make I make people come around to the house to watch it. Okay. So it's a little different than Jesse's five-year booster shot. Uh, it's 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 a feel-good movie. Yours is me. more I like it's, it. it's more like a flu shot, a flu vaccine for you. Yeah, at least once I'd a put year. It that way. Okay. <laughs> and Terry, I know you. I presume you've seen this more than just the when you yeah. started college because it's mid-time. probably somewhere. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I uh, definitely not every year. It seems like because I've owned it on VHS a couple times. I bought it on DVD and I just, I watched it, I believe for the second time on uh, Blu-ray uh, when I watched it earlier this week. So it, it comes in every few years for me. Okay. Okay. So since we've established you all ha- had a real fondness for this movie, we'll go ahead. And before we go into any other trivia or other things you guys might want to talk about as far as the movie and I, I sort of open the floor up to you. We'll go one by one. Watching it again this time. What is your reaction to it? How do how do you feel about it? Does it still hold up for you? Is there, you know, did you notice things you hadn't noticed before? That that kind of thing. So let's go ahead and we'll start with uh, Jesse. Uh, I would say that I did not notice anything new because I've seen it a lot of times, but I smiled the whole way through. It is a feel good movie. Makes me happy. But I would say that this time around, I watched it with a group of friends who I all I met all of them when I went back to school as an older student. So they're all about 10 years younger than me. They've all missed the 80s and they had never seen it. So that's quite an experience. And can you elaborate I'll, on what that was like or do you want to wait and hold that? Well, I have one. Yeah, I have one little tidbit to illustrate this. So there's a scene where. 
Lee Montgomery calls Sarah Jessica Parker because he has her number, but I think his sister accidentally hangs up the phone. So, oh, and they're supposed to meet up the next night to rehearse or something. But now Sarah Jessica Parker didn't know his number. And, you know, their plans weren't finalized. So one of my, my friends was saying, you know, she can't call him back. What did you do in that time period? I have anxiety just watching this. <laughs> they just didn't it turned into no a horror told. movie. Yeah. They were very worried. They were concerned. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, in a world with no communication. <laughs> with no caller ID. <laughs> That's no communication. <laughs> with, with 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 devices that were tethered to the wall. Out in the hall, too. Not even in your room. Oh, and your sister needs to use the phone, so what does she do? She grabs the wire and snatches it out of your hand, the whole phone, and goes sliding to the door. Yeah. That was the takeaway for, for these these young people. <laughs> that, well, was the, that was the takeaway? Well, you know... Like, they didn't say anything about the hair, the outfits, nothing. Their big concern <laughs> was... <laughs> that the poor bastard could not get hold of her was quality of life back then yes okay so terry for you uh it definitely held up for me i was uh trying to be uh watching it with the critical eye but uh much like jesse was saying i and i don't know if it was just the fact that i hadn't had a chance to watch a, a proper movie or a movie in the way i prefer to watch one in like a few weeks and i was just excited to be being able to do that. But yeah, the whole time I just had a, a smile on my face as I was uh, uh, going through uh, watching it. So, so how have you have been having to watch movies like I do, like in little chunks? Little- a little bit of that. Yeah. I'm, I, I was sitting there one night. I've got a, a Roku now, which has a remote that you can plug a head headset in. Mm-hmm. So I was out in the kitchen doing dishes and just listening to a movie as opposed to mm-hmm. watching it. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. Okay. So Mags. For, mm-hmm. for you, because I feel like my gut was if anybody was going to lambast this movie, if they like originally had fond feelings uh, of it and then realized that for whatever reason, I felt like you would be the one. Sorry to and, disappoint you. Really? <laughs> I was looking for I was looking for drama. I was looking for conflict and I get consensus. Yeah. Damn it. I okay. sat there with a massive grin on my face saying nearly every line as they were being said, mm-hmm. singing along with the songs, and then put the soundtrack on afterwards. <laughs> now, did, did the intro that I played, did that actually, did that make you smile? I was mouthing the words along with it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you make me sick? Get that, out that, of here. You make, make me, me sick. sick. What I love is that she doesn't remotely pause. There's no, get out no. of here. Beat, beat, uh, I mean, beat. You make me sick. No, it's get out of here. You make me sick. <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to be objective about it and find all the flaws, sure. you could. I re- what? You, you, you that that could not happen on any movie that we ever cover on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I can do that. But I know. Okay, so it still holds well, up for you then. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and so for the three of you, none of you will admit that there's a heavy dosage of C&D involved. In your- no, not at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Six thumbs up. Uh, six thumbs up. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So no C&D admittance and, and you all love it. Yep. Okay. So do you want me to say how I felt? 
Yes. Because yeah. I think I think the problem here is that coming at it as an almost 40 year old man that well, I appreciate Helen Hunt. Let me put it this way. I think I totally get why you all would feel the way you do about this movie. I get why people would have warm feelings about this movie because I have it about other movies. For me, this is one I probably would not watch again. My wife really enjoyed it. You know, she liked it. She's like, oh, it was nice. It was fun. And, and, and so it was not, it didn't bore me. I didn't, I, to me, that's the, the sort of the death knell if I feel bored in a movie. It's, yeah. it's not, <sighs> Helen Hunt, seriously, like if you took her out of it, uh, I would probably be more harsh. <laughs> And, and and it's because I feel like she does bring something, you know, because that's why she became who she became. You know, it, it, she has this quality in the scene she's in. She energizes them to such a degree that I almost wish she had been the lead. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> and I, I realize it's great. Oh, well, wish for a movie 30 years later. You know, maybe they'll remake it and she'll be the lead. And although there was apparently one of the things I came across claimed that they are talking about remaking this movie. Yeah, I heard that. So Yeah. No, no. I'm sure it'll be totally like this. Totally. And you know what I guess I also love is because this movie does, and I have to address this, not only does it have the ubiquitous white people dancing badly, it has a lot of it. And I love that. I love that 80s side-to-side thing where they're like snapping their fingers, you know what I'm talking about? That that yeah. move. Oh, that's great. So, it has a great <laughs> montage, too. Oh, it has a few montages. Montages, yeah. Yes. Like, although I did, I, I in my notes, I, I and listen, I actually took notes, okay? I, I took this serious, folks. I put that the first montage, like substantial, there was kind of quick moments but first substantial montage doesn't happen to almost 42 minutes in that was the invitation handout which i did make the note of really awesome prank (laughs) that's a good scene too all those extras great yes because of course they're playing oh yeah there it is Okay, so before we go any further... Can I just say, I'm so glad we're not on camera. Yeah. (laughs) How do you know you're not? So... (laughs) Creepy bastard. (laughs) So, here's the thing. One thing that did jump out at me is I was at any... I was saying, okay, and they're holding it for the end credits, the Cyndi Lauper version of the song. (laughs) It never happens. They do at least two to three different versions. That was the main one, I think, right? Wasn't that the sort of the main version there was an instrumentally tight yeah. version of it and and i'm i love that song i love me some cindy lopper i even love her goonie song but i i guess it just it threw me because i was like well it's called girls just want to have fun and they never have now i heard one of the things i read said i guess she might have had a cameo in it there was like a apparently i don't I want to say was uh, it a rest- what's that apparently she's apparently she's in the restroom oh and supposedly Several people, at least on the IMDb message boards, which can always be trusted, claimed that RDJ himself, Robert Downey Jr., is momentarily in the movie. And supposedly it's in your one of your favorite scenes there, Terry, when they crash. So, so just for context, the villain of the piece is the rich daddy's girl and who inexplicably 
She almost commits attempted manslaughter on Helen Hunt and Sarah Jessica Parker. And then and for some reason, because of that, I guess, hates them. I, that I didn't get. But she's the villain. And they're having this big party. And to get back at her for some other shenanigans, they end up copying her invitation and giving it out to everybody in town, which is awesome. Like, I love that they went out of their way to find people that she would be just find abhorrent. Like, I love that they found like punk groups and the weightlifting women. (laughs) Anybody that that villain girl would hate is who they purposely handed. They didn't go like, they didn't go to the country club area. They didn't go like to anywhere. They didn't go to the mall. They hit the streets to hand out these invitations. (laughs) They do that. And then it all leads to her party. I guess it was her 16th party. Was it, they said it was like a birthday party. 16 coming out. Coming out. Tumble. What, what the hell does it? What does that even mean? You could tell that I obviously was you raised live by. In the South. <laughs> is that the whole cotillion crap? So I, I, yeah. I, I, it, I, do you hear an accent, Jesse? Do you mm. do you hear? I, mm. Mags can verify this. <laughs> I don't do accent. <laughs> never. Never. No. Never. No. Come never. on, y'all. <laughs> but but yes, I didn't know what the hell a coming out party was. Uh, coming out is your presentation to society. High society. Well, like they've kept her in a box. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. No, it was basically presenting her. Oh, hello. Uh, presenting her to um, society so she could then find a husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not weird in 1985. No. Okay. I mean, they had the grateful, uh, the grateful dudes there. I mean, what did you expect? Thank yes. you for saying that. I wrote that down. They had the grateful dudes I love that they go out of their way after the all the people crash the party. Somebody actually goes out of the way to take a jacket and cover up <laughs> that logo. So anyway, it's so all the people they hand out invitations to. They crash the party. Literally. They come through the freaking windows. And it's just all crazy shenanigans. Well, bringing it back around, the supposed cameo of Mr. Robert Denny Jr. is when you see the guy do the magic trick of, you know, you take the, the, the tablecloth and you snatch it and everything stays on the table. And then somebody steps up, stands up and flips the table. I don't know if it's supposed to be him or somebody else yeah. in that vicinity. There's somebody who apparently looks very much like Robert Denny Jr. And I haven't gone back to look to see but I've seen stills and I, I don't remember where, so I'll try to find them again, but it, Definitely looked like him. And I suppose if one really wanted to, you could find out, is there like some connection like he was friends with? The well, he lived with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, they were engaged. Oh, crap. Well, then were they in 85? Um, I don't know. Hold on. One moment, cool. Okay. Uh, there is one connection, though, What's that on? would be worth mentioning. Uh, the director, uh, Alan Metter, uh, the two of them, assuming that Robert Downey Jr. was there, would work together on Back to School. Oh, Okay. Which was the which was the next year? Yes. Okay, so that makes sense. No, that doesn't make she, sense. And SJP was with Robert Downey Jr. from eighty four until ninety one. Now, okay, so and, they and, I, I I am saying here on the record, it's him. Yeah. Because that that's too much evidence for it to be otherwise. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it kind of that actually that gives this movie some cool points in my opinion. The the Grateful Dudes, I love that. Oh, <laughs> I know what I wanted to bring up. Tune into Tokyo. i think here's the thing when i remember being maybe 11 or 12 the first time i ever heard of that and i realized after i saw that scene in the movie jonathan silverman's character is sort of this slick you know almost 
15, I guess he was he 16. He's supposed to be 16, mm-hmm. 16 year old car salesman type kid. And just, you know, very fast talking, you know, always trying to find a deal, find an angle. And he is the best friend of Lee Montgomery's character, which was really weird because Montgomery looks to be about 28. And Silverman <laughs> looks like he might be just shy of 14. So <laughs> they, they didn't look like they would be in the same class together, but whatever, we'll go with it. And so Silverman is at a party and he finds this girl who is obviously, obviously a scholar. And he asks her if she wants to play this little game, Tune Into Tokyo. Now, I remember a friend of mine telling me he had seen that in a movie and he had described it. And as I'm watching this movie last night, I'm like, oh, my God, it was this movie. Because the way he described it is exactly how it happened. And I always remember, even as a kid going, why the hell would you even do that? And so he does and she falls for it and he does it. And uh, I remember thinking, wow, it's great. So any any words, any ideas, any thoughts on that, guys, on, on tuning into Tokyo? Have you a fan, not a fan? What? I'll be naive here. Uh, is that in anything else? This is all I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Does anybody else remember if this, if Tune Into Tokyo was something featured in other motion pictures? No, I don't think I ever saw it. I feel like I've heard somebody reference it too, like in another What's, movie. I think somebody referenced it recently. Yeah, I've seen it, I've seen it somewhere recently, but. I can't for the life of me remember where. Well, probably from this movie because you just watched it. <laughs> so it was somewhere else. It was an article about a film. Oh, I can't remember. Terry, what about you? No, I don't really <laughs> remember it from anything else. <laughs> Let's uh, really put him on the spot. Uh, Terry, fan, not a fan? The one thing that I did kind of note to myself as I was hearing that part play out, he, as you described him, bit of a car salesman type. But mm-hmm. until that scene, he never really seemed too pervy and i i mean maybe it was just the location and just it, that somehow made it gave him an excuse or somehow was appropriate but watching it this time i was it's still a funny moment but it's just it, it almost seemed out of character yeah i think you're right because i think that was what it jumped out at me as was that up to this point i mean he's seems like a teenage boy and and whatnot and he's made a few comments but nothing like that's basically borderline assault i'm Pretty confident. So there's no borderline about it. Uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> no look, I'm trying to be gentle with your freaking movie here, Max. So. <laughs> I did think that's a good way of putting it, Terry. That it did seem almost out of character. Like they just said, you know what? We need to spice this scene up. I got especially, an idea. <laughs> especially since he ends up with a 13 year old sister. Okay, no, she wasn't 13. Uh uh-uh. uh. She was freaking 12. And am I the only person who's like, wait a minute? She's, Maggie, six. you're 12. Next year, you'll be 13. The year after that, you'll be 14. Yeah. So they they made, they went out of their way to establish that, only to have – like, if he was 14, okay. He's 16. That seemed awkward. Again, I'm trying to be gentle with your movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you be so diplomatic, Joel. I, I really I haven't. Know. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote – I never got a chance to follow through on it, but I kind of sat there and was like age appropriate question mark and <laughs> left it at that. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> uh, another question I have for all of you. When going to a dance off audition, is it common practice to skip? Because I, <laughs> I noticed that there were quite a few people skipping. <laughs> well, if it was Sarah Jessica Parker's character, that would that would seem appropriate. No, but... I don't think it was her. I think it was people around them. OK, yeah. Maybe they were just warming up. 
Mm. Just staying loose, you know? Yeah, there you oh, go. Are you, are you an expert on warming up now, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Not everybody has to warm up. Yes, they do. Okay, so pretty much that's all I got, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not going to address Helen Hunt's wardrobe? Well, it's, it's 85. She has dinosaurs and a cricket on her head. Well, when she when she does the Spider-Man move on the rope outside of uh, her, her, out of Sarah Jessica's bedroom window, like I was thinking, <laughs> oh, her hair's like that because of gravity. And then she like puts herself the other direction. I'm like, whoa, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It had been just long enough to where I actually kind of second-guessed myself when I saw that scene unfold. I was like, it does fix itself, right? And it's like, nope, stands up. That's what I remember. (laughs) Yeah, that's a beehive. That is something. Uh, There was one other kind of weird, and maybe I was looking at it wrong, but sort of fashion choice that uh, I was uh, curious about. Maybe this was a trend back then, and for obvious reasons I missed out on it, but uh, white. Nail polish? Hmm, I didn't notice. Did Helen Hunt have it? Yeah, she did. At, at multiple points in the movie, if I remember right. I've seen white nail polish, I mean, in, in modern times I've seen it, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like everything with her is obviously she was trying to go against the grain as much as possible. Well, back in the day, you used to have to use whiteout. Yeah. That's what I was wondering about, because that's what it made me think of, is like, did somebody just sit there and paint on white out because it looked that that specific color of white so mm-hmm. okay let's go around the table and say if you have any final thoughts any final words regarding this momentous motion picture and yes mags that's what i said motion picture you did yes and duly noted joel okay. duly noted thank you so mags <laughs> any, any final words any thoughts any feelings you want to express uh, i'm it's just so ridiculous and happy and you know how it's gonna end but it's just still so exciting at the end i love it i really love it as i said earlier i get people around to my house to watch it they do look at me with one eyebrow raised going what the fuck um it's because they don't know you like you just have random people from around your house just come on in come on in Drag them off the street and it's like, sit down, we're watching this. Uh, um, I just, I have it up there. It's one of my top 10 films um, for no other reason than for me, it's pure joy. It's so silly. It's so frothy. It's just pure feel good. Okay. I can appreciate and see that. Thank you. I can see why you would feel that. You're so biting your tongue right now, aren't you, Jim? (laughs) The taste of copper is mm-hmm. nothing to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I get it. Like, I, I don't get it for this movie, but I get that mm. feeling for something that everybody else may be around. Just like, why would you like her? Uh, yeah, but I get it. I can appreciate it. And, and awesome dance routines. Awesome dance routines. Yes. So when you're a vaguely lumpy British eight-year-old watching these glamorous people doing somersaults and amazing lifts, it's just, it's, it's a world away from anything you know. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and I am glad you brought up the lift because this movie predates Dirty Dancing with the and they actually do the full on <laughs> Jennifer Grey in the air lift. And they what? didn't even need to train in water. No kidding. No. They got that down in like a few days. <laughs> they got it down in a montage. Mm-hmm. Sure, they did. 
It's always mm-hmm. good. It always, you always can do it with a montage. All right, Jesse. Uh, I agree. It, it's just an enjoyable movie. It's, it's a bowl of ice cream. It's wonderful. I want to know if uh, everybody agrees with Shannon Doherty uh, in her hierarchy of it's new wave and then punk and then preteen. Are we good with that? Is one cooler than the other? In 85, I, I could see why. Actually, it did actually seem very timely because I think 85, that's probably what a 12-year – well, actually, I, I highly doubt a 12-year-old would have said that at all. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, but that being the case, because Terry is much more the music aficionado, so we'll totally put him on the spot with this. But I would think that of that era, that is how they would break it down, yes. Yeah, unless you were really into more underground or – what we might call indie or alternative now. Yeah. New wave was definitely the thing, uh, back in the mid eighties. I mean, there punk had kind of rised up and come back down, but there was, there was still some of that going on. Certainly in the mid eighties, uh, the Minutemen, a a favorite band of mine was certainly around, but they became more well-known as the years went on. Certainly they weren't as known as they are now back in 85. So, Jesse, does that answer your question? Sure. Yeah, that's acceptable. <laughs> that's acceptable. <laughs> and that is that is why I defer to Terry. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So, any other other than it's like a bowl of ice cream? Any other uh, feelings, thoughts, or? I mean, it's just it, it, uh, to take from the title. It's just simply a fun movie. I mean, I the one thing that. I can remember from the first time I saw it, there was uh, a moment, the first real conversation that Sarah Jessica Parker's character and Helen Hunt's character have on the school bus. And Helen Hunt has goes on the whole thing about Velcro and Tab and how horny she is, that whole, that whole line of dialogue. In most screenplays, that probably breaks so many rules of what makes a good screenplay, but... Uh, there was just at that moment, it was just like, I'm just going to love this movie. I just, you know, I, I, I just know. And these many years uh, on, uh, it's it's definitely still holds up. I would think it's safe to say this is what you would call a cult movie that people like, you know, a true. I mean, I've heard people call Star Wars a cult movie. I'm like, what? It's not a cult movie. This is a cult movie. It's a movie that outside of the people who either saw it when it originally came out or have come across it over the years on various media outlets uh i think majority of people would uh, if you said the title of this movie would be like oh yeah i like that song and that would be it they would have no idea of anything about the movie but that being said it seems like the people who saw it especially at certain key points in their life it had an impact and it's just one of those that held on for you and i think that's cool and i Again, as an almost uh, 40-year-old man, find it. I think it was very sweet. I could totally see uh, my niece loving it or, um, you know, uh, I, I could I could appreciate it from the standpoint of, like, again, Helen Hunt was great in it. I thought – and I, I again, I, I like Sarah Jessica Parker in it. She was very likable. And, and most of the things that I have seen her in, I, I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on it. Like, I don't – dislike her i just have never been like a huge fan you know i was reading something uh well well i don't think it was specifically for for this but 
uh, as you know, Joel, this has been a movie that I've been uh, that's been in my mind for the past couple of months. And one of the things that I read, and I think it makes sense from people not necessarily familiar with their work at that time, but there's some there was one criticism that actually suggested that Sarah Jessica Parker should have played Helen Hunt's character and Helen Hunt should have played uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character in the movie that like it would have been perhaps a better movie that way. But thinking back to Sarah Jessica Parker on square pegs that it seems more logical, but because so many people associate Sarah Jessica Parker with sex in the city, this sure. does seem a little out of place. Sure. If you look at it from that way. But if you knew her from Footloose, you'd go, yeah, that fits. And that was what she had been in the year before. So it makes sense that she would have been the hot, as far as Hollywood's concerned, you know, it would have been like, oh, she's the, the hot actress, one, one of the hot actresses of the moment. She's in but this it, huge movie. and um, Yeah, it wasn't going to be Laurie Singer now, was it? No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess uh, if I were to ask the question of, do you find this movie to be worth remembering or should we forget it? I don't think it would be a massive shock to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to everyone to learn that you all agree this movie is worth remembering. Definitely. Wow, that was yeah. like a, a pause there. Like, hmm, maybe I need to rethink my. <laughs> okay. Well, so, and I would say, as a person coming in from the outside who wasn't somebody who grew up with it, didn't see it when I was younger, had no connection to it at all, I would say it's definitely worth seeing for somebody who A, loves any of the 80s culture. Because, man, that is, this movie is. 80s it yeah oozes very 80s. steeped in it yeah it oozes like, neon i mean this movie <laughs> i think the poster the title's written in neon isn't it yeah, it is it has i mean yes. even the poster <laughs> like the original poster is, is very 80s uh, and it has interesting it has an interesting performance by helen hunt and it's cool again to see her that or i say early on in her career her early on in her adult career to, you know, just have you could see the sparks of, OK, yeah, that she's going to go on and do X, Y and Z and, and just having the context of knowing her career um, and seeing a lot of the people, seeing Jonathan Silverman and Shannon Doherty and all these people so young was cool because I never I don't think I, I had no idea Jonathan Silverman had been in a lot of stuff prior to that sort of weekend at Bernie's time period. And uh, obviously he was, so I didn't know he was, I don't know if you, I guess you'd call that a child actor. How I don't know. I didn't catch how old he was, but he looked young. I mean, he looked like he was a teenager. So, I mean, maybe he was just like a young looking 20 year old. I don't know, but I'm just having a look for you now. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Now Shannon Doherty was definitely a kid. Although I knew she, uh, she actually had been in, was she, maybe she, was she on little house on the prairie at some point? Maybe she's the one I was thinking of. Cause she was on our house. There we go. I remember with Wilford Brimley. I remember that yep. show. Yeah. But I could have sworn, wasn't, didn't she have like a tiny role? I don't <sighs> Ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So Jonathan Silverman. Yes. He was about 27, 28 when this was made. You are lying oh. like a rug. I am not. Holy crap. You think that guy got carded <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> oh my God. Uh. He, am I wrong? Did he not? He looked like he was like 15. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A very young teenager. Unless, unless uh, it's very early in the morning here. I've been up for a long time. But he was born in 1966, so that would make him about wow. 27, 28, wouldn't it? Wow. That is, mm -hmm. that is the most shocking revelation of this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was born in 66? 
He was born in 66, according, yeah, according to Wikipedia. So oh, yeah, let's make him 19. Yeah, yeah, make him 19, Mags. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mags one, still looks young. It's one in the morning. I'll it's give her one a, in the morning. Give, it's one in the morning, and she may or may not have been drinking <gasps> moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, he still looks young for 19. Like, yeah. I would have thought he was 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. All right. Well, so I think we've established, A, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is a movie that you will have fun with, too. B, Jonathan Silverman looks freakishly young, even for 19. And C, Mags cannot do math at 1 o'clock in the morning. Really can't. Really can't. All right. So any final words from any of you before we wrap this bad boy up? I will point out that I think, you know, this is pre-Clueless where someone expresses their wealth via a motorized wardrobe closet. Oh, this movie <laughs> predates a lot of stuff, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I also liked uh, when Helen Hunt is inviting Sarah Jessica Parker over because she's babysitting. She throws in the bonus of, you know, come on in. They have a 25-inch TV. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And plus, you had to take phone messages. Right. <laughs> okay, well then, uh, on that note, since I feel like Mags is the most awake. So, Mags. <laughs> yes. Do, do, you have a, do you have a final <laughs> word, a way we can end this thing? Oh, God. <laughs> um, to quote the great J.P. Sands, why don't you shut up? Thanks for listening. And for even more retro movie goodness, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and feel free to leave a review. It helps more people find out about the show. And a special thanks to JV at YourSecretIdentity.com for all the fantastic music you've heard throughout this show. So swing on by ForgottenFlix.com where we've got great retro reviews, articles, games, tons of past podcast episodes and interviews, and more. This is Ricky saying, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be as good as me.